You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the specials the specials on the line i have rob hello ben hello and solange no pick it up pick it up pick it up the specials is the debut album by british ska revival band the specials uh released on the 19th of october 1979 on the two-tone label the producer was elvis costello and the specials and the genre is you guessed it ska and reggae Two-tone punk rock. I'm going to read from the book, John Harrington. Songwriter, keyboard, Jerry Dahmers. Bassist, Sir Horace Gentleman and guitarist, Lavelle Golding. Honed their craft playing a mix of rock and reggae around Coventry, England from 1977 with a variety of personnel and names, including the Jaywalkers, the Hybrids, and the Coventry Automatics. By early 1979, the Specials, a seventh piece, adding Terry Halls for vocals, Radiation for guitar, John, quote, Brad Bradley on drums, and Melvin Staple for vocals. They were fusing the angry intensity of punk with the rhythms of 1960s Jamaican ska music, heard to thrilling effect on the debut single, Gangsters. Adopting an image that referenced the Jamaican Rude Boys and UK mod that had been Ska's original audience, the specials dressed in tonic suits, button-down shirts, skinny ties, wraparound sunglasses, pork pie hats, and loafers. This striking look was presented in stark monochrome on the cover of their debut LP released on their own two-tone records via Chrysalis. Uh, reflecting their live set, the album mixed covers, a feisty version of the Maytals, Monkey Man, a slowed skank through Daddy Livingstone's A Message to You, Rudy, with self-penned material that reflected the turbulent times of mass unemployment and the rise of UK's fascist national front. Uh, Doesn't Make It All Right called for racial unity, while Roddy Radiation's Concrete Jungle tackled inner-city violence. With horns added by veteran Scott trombonist Ricky Rodriguez and produced by Elvis Costello, emphasizing the special's raw energy, the album entered the UK chart at number four and remained in the top 40 for 45 weeks. All right, what do we think of the special's debut album? I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it. This is Ska that I can wrap my head around. Mm. Um, This is the... this is. I guess this is the ska that I enjoy, and that's weird to say out loud. Um, is, but I want to hear what other people 
Second like, I, wave I, I don't understand star. what. Yeah, second wave. Two I don't, I, yeah. I don't understand what two tone means, and I don't know why second wave is a thing that needs to be a precursor for what I'm hearing. Yeah. So 1960s had uh, what you would consider the first wave of ska. Ska just differentiates from reggae mostly from having a beat on the opposing beats, where reggae is a downstroke. Uh, ska would be an upstroke. That's why the pick it up, pick it up, because it's on the upstroke. Because they're pick, they're literally picking what. Yeah, it. You just blew my mind. Yeah. You just blew up. my fucking mind. Yeah. Holy shit! What? So that's ska. <laughs> uh, oh God, my entire life has been a lie. The two tone label represents black and white, which is an integration of uh, their band and their sort of uh, unifying of uh, whites and blacks, and you know, within England. Patterns, checkerboard patterns. Yeah, so it has a lot more. Right. Yeah, going on. Than, than, and then, than the and then the third wave is like the real big fish, voodoo yep. glow skulls, like oh, that yeah. shit that yeah. the yeah. mighty mighty Boston's that everyone's like I like hate like really hates on. Which third, third wave is where ska starts to get the reputation of just being goofy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which, but I will say that first wave always kind of had a bit of a of funny songs they they were not as serious and that got picked up um on this a message to you rudy um you know nightclub all all those sort of sentiments of just being juvenile and and joking about you know youth culture and things like that it it does stem back to original uh uh ska well, to tell to go with what Rob was asking of what other people think, I um, unfortunately have been a ska fan in the past, and I unfortunately like a lot, uh, not a lot of two tone ska. I actually I like some, um, but yeah, I unfortunately was a third wave ska fan, uh, and I will not elaborate on that. Sorry, thank you. We were the right age, Solange. We were impressionable in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those snowboard video games really made ska seem <laughs> so cool. And um, <laughs> so, like, I, I knew a horn section, you know. So it it just it, it oh, happened. oh no, you were like it was like a gateway drug. You're oh like, yeah, it was the gateway drug to ska. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the specials, I they were like one of those uh, British ska bands that I kind of never really like got into, and like I like some of their songs, and I like some of the songs a lot on this album. But you know, my like preferred two tone ska band would be like the English Beat. You know, mm-hmm. I really like what they have going on on there, um, and I really like their sort of protest message, um, which I don't. I'm not saying that the specials doesn't like, like resonate with me. I mean, I put that I. I wanted to like bring this up at some point, but the song that I wrote about is not on this album. I did a visual paper for an African-American rhetoric class and I specifically picked race riots of like the early eighties in Britain. And I wrote about ghost town and um, yeah, which is, which is a a protest song about race riots in their hometown of Coventry. Um, But, you know, I think the racial integration message is so important then as it is important now, obviously, you know, I mean, that stuff doesn't resonate for no reason. But for me personally, just like the musicality of the specials doesn't really like get me, you know, I like this kind of ska. My first introduction to ska was in the early mid 90s as a young kid and all those bands that you already mentioned came out and I was way into that. 
yeah, you know, add the energy of punk and add horns and horns are cool. And it was goofy and I was a kid, you know, looking back, I, I like the second wave stuff a lot. I like the more mid tempo of it. I like how many times they'll go to like, I don't know, it, it, all these songs, they always sound sneaky. I don't know if it's like their use of minor chords or or what, but like especially Ghost Town, but which is not on this record. But like so much of this record, it's just like you, you can sneak around to the specials. What, what do you mean by sneak? I don't quite understand. Listening to the specials, you, you can't see me if you're listening, but you know, it always feels like you're just sneaking around, you know? You have your, you have your Kodak out. You have your Kodak out and you're like squatting and they're like, and they're like, snake, snake, like that kind of sneaking in the background. <laughs> it, it does feel like you're peeking around a corner when you listen to this record. Just like, okay. Yeah. Because okay, okay. you're embarrassed. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, no. I, uh, man, I, I'm not. I am not embarrassed at all by enjoying this record. Like, it, <laughs> I'm kidding. I bet. I bet this band was so much fun to see in a club back in the oh, day. Yeah, man. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they, uh, Elvis Costello and the band do a, a a pretty good job of trying to capture the energy of like a seven piece band with a with a horn section playing up tempo music. But I bet it doesn't even compare to what it felt like to, to like be in a packed bar with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was one of the motivations because I had always, you know, heard about how influential, you know, dub was in the scene of punk. Uh, it, it was like dub, punk, uh, reggae, and, and stuff like that. But to have the, the infusion and to have this, yeah, this live set to be energetic um, and playing this kind of music, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I was, it's so sharp. Uh, I was, what was I? I was in high school. I had the benefit of actually being introduced to English beat and the specials by someone who was older to me uh, than me, and they got me into the you know some of the Clash stuff and and Pistols and Crass and all those like early punk rock stuff. And the specials were sort of lumped in with all those bands. I don't quite. I, I guess it's just the time period and the scene that was happening. Mm. But then I was, I was kind of a staunch anti third wave scob because of my, you know, familiarity with second wave Scott. And I was like, this stuff doesn't, you know, this is not doing justice to, you know, what Scott music is. I did, you know, dabble and have a couple of the third wave Scott albums, but I was just, I don't know. It just, it, it was like one of those things where you're a kid and you, you feel like you, you found something really cool. And then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> these, these other things come out, you know, like, a, a green day and, and, you know, less than Jake or on the radio. And you're like, I, I don't know about this. I don't know if this is, or God, smash mouth. Yeah, Remember smash, smash mouth. mouth used to be ska, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> which I, I'm sorry. Confession. That first album is awesome. No offense. Love it. Offense? Yeah. I, I'm not going to take offense because I never listened to it because I was 
That 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 came that came after I was after Robert stopped caring about the radio. <laughs> I didn't listen to it because I was too busy listening to the Aquabats, which might be goofy. <laughs> oh yeah, they really are. They're my brother was like really excited to get me into the Aquabats, and I was into them for about a year. And he's like, they have songs about dogs and pizza day at lunch. And like for when I was a huge pothead, of course I loved that shit. And then I stopped smoking weed, and I'm like, I don't need songs about dogs in my life anymore. What was that kid's show that the uh, dude from the Aquabats Yo started? Yo Gabba Gabba. And Yo Gabba Gabba, yeah. And Mark Mothersbaugh would uh, cool. show up and do stuff. Yeah. You know, um, the drummer for the Aquabats uh, is, was, was Travis Barker. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to him. No, I'm kidding. Well, I mean, I'm not going to. Some of those old Aquabats. The, 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 the drums are crazy. He, he plays every note. That note player. Speak, speaking of uh, drums, is there anything more wonderful than the intro to a message to you, Rudy? That drum fill at the beat, or that you know, that kicks off the album. Ugh. I love the harmonica thing. Ugh, I love, I like so that too. Good. I love a good harmonica. See, personally, like I don't care for message to you, Rudy, but like you know, putting this album on when I heard Gangsters, I was like, shit, that's right. I love this song. This song rules. I like this one a lot because I love Concrete Jungle. You know, I really like that song, but yeah, I forgot that like Gangsters was such a bop. I was. I wish it was on the record. That yeah, I wish it was on the record too. I was. I was fully expecting Concrete Jungle to be a cover of the reggae song Concrete Jungle. It's written by Roddy Radiation. Rob, you were a little skeptical on a lot of the reggae albums that we're listening to. What yeah. is, What is it about well, ska yeah. that that sort of or this this second wave ska that you know is, is different for your ears well i mean we, we've got the uh we've got the saturday night going on in our hit in our <laughs> ears right now um there's so much more there, there's there's more energy to it um mm. that, and yeah I'm, I'm just gonna go energy but like you know my my issues with like the bob marley stuff kind of stopped with uh the legalize it dude um Peter Tosh. Tosh. Like that record was fucking amazing. Like, yeah. like I, I, I was proven very wrong by that. Um, and I, I imagine if I go back and were to re-listen to the Bob Marley stuff, I'd have a better, probably have a better time with it. Uh, honestly, like that was just a bad grouping of records to listen to, like all four in a row. Like there, there, there it was there was no, uh, I had no buoy to grab onto, you know. <laughs> and I, the, the second wave of ska. Um, Compared to the third wave, which I was very familiar with, but wasn't really my my deal in uh, when I was you know sixteen, it's more it's a little more down tempo. There's less like shrill horn stuff happening uh, than was going on with the third wave, and like they're actually talking about like shit that matters as opposed to 
the record company is going to pay me lots of money and everything's going to be all right. You know, like, oh God, they, Ugh. yeah. Or whatever the hell Goldfinger was singing about. Um, one thing I never got into, um, which I, I never got into operation Ivy. Yeah. And okay. I don't know if I missed out on their interpretation of, uh, like second wave ska or if, you know, jumping directly to rancid was okay i think that's okay uh, a lot of that was about lyrics though for operation ivy in my opinion a lot a lot less with uh technicality although the the bass playing is pretty f- phenomenal by the man i'm, uh, I'm yeah. glad you brought up rancid though because i was thinking about them earlier when listening to this because i i really liked and outcome the wolves um, but it. I never really thought I never really thought of them as like a ska band, you know, I just thought of them as like sort of like a more like upbeat punk band, you know, but I feel like a lot of punk bands from that like specific area of the country in that specific time all kind of had that sort of thing going on. And I thought it was just like I brought up a couple episodes like the hardcore scene of Los Angeles in a specific time sounded a specific way. I just assumed that all these punk bands in this other specific area in this other specific time kind of all sounded like that too. And I never really put two and two together to think of them as like a, you know, later two tone band, which I think is such an interesting concept. Truth be told, I have no idea who played on anything. I know Tim Armstrong was the singer in both bands, but there's a good feasibility that like a lot of those band members went on to also do rancid. I don't know specifically um, two of them, just the bass player and uh, Tim Armstrong. Yeah, Yeah. man, that bass. He's not not the singer. (laughs) You brought up some of their more like weirder lyrics like little bitch and uh too much too young which i was like i listened to the lyrics of that and i was like oh then nightclub you know? yeah there, there's there's a there's a small amount of uh misogyny that runs through some of the uh the lyrical stuff here um and i don't know if it's necessarily when i what uh, in the morning like when i was driving around food to other people like i was i was listening i was like oh snap these guys are misogynists, but then I thought maybe not. I, I don't know. Like uh, the uh, all the girls are slags and the beer tastes like piss. Like mm. beer tastes like piss, sure, but all the girls are like slags. Like that. That just it came off as a. Uh, it, it, it sounds like what a person who doesn't like have very much luck with uh, ladies says that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, especially too much too young when he's like, you have a, a husband and like a baby and you're making uh cheese toasties for tea. And you don't, you don't have to be doing that. You could be having fun with me. And like, that's kind of like how I interpreted it is it's like more like a young man's lament almost rather than like outright. Yeah. Like I hate independent women. That's what that song's about. I just thought it, he was saying use a rubber if you don't want to settle down. Well, his lament isn't that she didn't want to settle down. His lament is he would just, he still, he wants to, he wants to party. He wants to knock boots with this chick, but then she, she already had a baby. So now she's off limits. Seemed weird. It's, it's, it's a weird, I don't know, man. This like music blog, their thesis was, um, that the specials, songwriter whoever it is doesn't appreciate women who are independent who are like too independent and i was like okay and then i listened to it and i'm like ah i don't i'm like i don't i mean these are like iffy but you know like 
they're young, they're young guys. And like young guys, like not, I'm not saying it's okay. Obviously I'm just saying like, you know, that's just like the kind of attitude. Some young guys can just be a little like problematic about that, you know, but I was just curious since it was brought up earlier and what we, what the conclusion we came to on that. I, I, if any, I, I err on folly of youth. Um, yeah. When it comes to it, a, a lack of experience and Lord knows, like I am, I am no saint, and uh, I I think about that constantly. Um, yeah, uh, uh, unless something popped up where like one of them was like a real dick in real life, like I'm I I, I just chalk that up to like I'm 20 and I'm writing lyrics. That's what I thought was like so like we- like weird about that is because like the rest of their songs are like it's like a lot about like racial unity. That's why I was like, what? I don't yeah, know, sure. like. I don't know. Yeah, I was just curious what what everybody came to on that, but you know, it, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Still enjoyed the album. I'm Aaron on Folly of Youth, as well. Mm-hmm. Folly of Youth, definitely a different time. Not that that makes anything better. Right. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Young guys in hard luck working class England mm-hmm. in the late seventies are gonna say some problematic things from time to time. And in the middle of of an economic depression, too. I mean, think about that as well. I mean, England was not a very amazingly cool place to be in at that time for lots of different reasons. Not to excuse anything, but that's kind of where I land on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I think, upon like listening further and like thinking about it, even after like reading this music blog, that's kind of like where I'm at on it is it's like, I don't know. I I really more interpret that as just like this guy's young, you know, Mm -hmm. and young I mean, I was problematic when I was young. You know, you just got to work on it. That's just how it works. Listen to any Fun Boy Three. Three of the main members of the specials. It's like both of the vocalists, uh, like Terry Hall and Neville Staple, and then someone else. Uh, maybe Lin- Linval Golding. Like after specials disbanded, like the three of the of the big creative influences formed Fun Boy Three. I had heard the name before, but it was not until this week that I realized it was like half of the specials. Really? Oh wow! Are they still a ska band? I don't know. I've I've never. I, I, it's like something that I now realize I kind of need to look into. Yeah, yeah. They kind of split off. They went their different directions. Um, and then the rem- <coughs> remaining members um did a special a AKA is is what the oh. is what they were called <laughs> special AKA. Yeah, they. I, I believe even that was before Ghost Town. Don't quote me on that. I don't oh, know wow. the, the entire history of uh, the specials, but yeah, they kind of um, they kind of moved in different directions. I did think it was interesting too that they set up the two tone label in 1979, and then that had so much 
influence into what what was then popular. I mean, that spurred the selector madness, uh, the beat or English beat. The English beat, depending uh, on where you live. Yeah, depending, depending on where you live. <laughs> uh, within two years, though, they they like all those bands were up and running, and then the label just kind of crashed. Nineteen eighty six, they just stopped operation. So it was it was this this big kind of influx of of these ska bands, and then it it sort of uh, ran its course. I feel like that might be uh, very similar to how the third wave also kind of kind of came up. It, it, they saw a need for you know fun, fun, uh, aggressive, uh, sort of like Jamaican music, uh, and and it just kind of died out. But I kind of look at the third wave and the second wave being like more of a uh, continental divide, you know, because I can't I can't think of an American two tone band, and I can't think of an English third wave band. But the fact that the record label itself collapsed explains why this genre was so intense and yet so short-lived because I've always wondered like why didn't this like transcend and I thought it was maybe just because it was like a novelty thing but um that makes a lot of sense that the like powerhouse behind it just straight up like stopped producing music yeah also Chrysalis uh, uh I don't know if you're familiar with that record label but they they're not like a it's not like a Warner Brothers that would have reissued and and or, or another major label. I mean, if they wanted to extend it into, uh, if they wanted to keep it going, what they could have done is, you know, start reissuing old sixties ska. They could have, you know, added a, a few more, uh, bands, but I, I think it had just reached its peak and, and sort of, uh, people, people do different things. Yeah. So I did think it was, uh, interesting too, that, when they came out with uh, their second album, more specials, it was more like jazzy and easy listening, a bit like music. Um, so it sort of solidified them even farther away from the punk bands and and the Sex Pistols and all those bands that were doing this uh, aggressive music. Very cool. Yeah. This is a cool record. Uh, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a fun yeah. record too. Like it it doesn't hit the ears weird at all. Like it's it's kind of a a fun hug and or a jog. I don't know. Like it it it's I really like I really liked it. I liked it. I liked the whole thing. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. And when you think about, I think about my relationship with this book, and I think about. Um, kind of what function the book could have like for future listeners. And, you know, it's, it's truly like an anthology of like the history of, you know, modern music and not that like, it's not important like that. I'm not as big of a fan of the specials as I am like the English beat, but just to like be able to touch upon this very short lived genre and to pick something as iconic as the specials is important. And it is a fun, it's a fun record and I enjoy it. It's not my favorite, but there are a lot of songs that are real jammers on there. Yeah. It's the first, I mean, the specials were, were there first. That's, that's a lot of it too, is that yeah. they, they set the tone for, for mm-hmm. how it was tone. going, it was going to go the two tones, both of the tones <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for how it would yeah. end up. And, 
and uh, they did a great, I mean, phenomenal job. That Elvis Costello can produce a record. Yeah, he, he can. can. Yeah. It's like he studied under Nick Lowe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till we get to Rum Sodomy and the Lash where we can talk about him also producing other records. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he did that one. Yeah. Oh, heavens. I bet he is. Cool. Yeah. Costello is. Um, I, I got a lot of Costello vibes on on this uh, after Me reading too. that. After, mm-hmm. you know, and we've been listening to him for for this project um, for a while. But I again, it's another connection that you just don't necessarily think about unless you're going in chronological order and 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 going through all these. Just a bunch of sharp dressed lads helping each other out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Crossing racial lines to do it. Anything else to say? This is your no. opportunity. Oh, <laughs> oh, just because no. you said that, no, <laughs> I'm not saying anything further. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> All right, everybody on the positive. Regular for this one? positive, yep. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Yeah, I, I thought record. I was maybe neutral, and then I thought more about it. I think I'm positive, definitely. All right, we'll see if we get any more uh, second wave ska. Uh, I think there's another specials uh, in the book. I think there's another specials album. Very, yeah, it's very possible. Specials, English beat. Oh, I could absolutely beyond, see. Man. There is no in, English in madness. I there's no there's English beat. I looked it up. Great record. Next time, <gasps> we will be in the <gasps> 1980s. Can you believe it? Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier. All right. Hell thanks, y'all. Yeah. Hell yeah. It doesn't mean that you're no good Just because there's a reason It doesn't mean it's understood It doesn't make it